The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, brought to you by Guildhall Wealth, the website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver I'm joined today by Vice President of Sales, Darren Long. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm Vice President of Guildhall. And Darren, we have a lot to talk to today about uh, the markets and, of course, precious metals, which is what everyone is here to join us today about. I want to talk today about, I, I heard uh, Jerome Powell talking about getting back to normal, which made me laugh. Um, let's find out how far back we have to go to get to normal. I think that would be an interesting thing. As well, let's talk about uh, what is going on with the Fed. Uh, you brought a great article from Better Dwelling about recessions. And I'd like to take a segment where we discuss what the world might look like on a gold standard right now. But before we do all of that, I'm reminded of with all the craziness that's happening right now with the Fed, because they have gone all in on quantitative easing. They've basically just said, we're, we're going to go all the way. We are not stopping. Uh, this train goes in one direction. It is going to be QE all the way, every central bank. And I can't help but remember, do you, do you remember that movie? Um, maybe you read the book as well, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Of course. It completely reminds me of that, this idea that, you know, in, in the book, they're in this drug-induced haze, and um, there there is a quote in there saying, there is this contradiction of solace in excess. And I feel like that's exactly where the Fed is, that they seem to be taking comfort in just bazooka-blasting money out into the economy as if this is supposed to be helping the situation but it's only helping a certain people and just the distortions that this is causing is making it just look like a complete drug induced trip going on. What do you think? Well, I can tell you right now, egos get in the way. That's for darn sure. Uh, there is going to be a lot of pain felt in a lot of different ways. Chief among them, whole states in the U S are going to have to have bailouts. They're imminent because States survive by collecting tax. But if you keep padding over something, that's not working. And in this case, it's the Fed printing money and just continuing to throw a steady stream of trillions of dollars. Because we can't even begin to understand and conceptualize what that looks like. But trillions of dollars at the marketplace when the problem is, all, is already succinctly there. It's seen by everyone and everyone is aware of it. And what you in, inadvertently you get is you get big divide between the haves and the have-nots, which is widening every day because, let's face it, the wealthy own assets, the rest own debt. The wealthy own assets, the rest own debt. And you're going to find yourself in a situation where uh, you are not just dealing with one or two countries in recession because everybody's ego around the world got blown up at the same point and everybody thought this whole idea of printing was a great concept the whole world is going to be arguably in a recession all at the same time the largest of which is going to be here at home in north america and it's going to be the largest global recession we've ever experienced in history so without getting too far ahead on that article we're going to discuss germany 
I mean, the, the, the idea that you have to protect yourself now is more important than it's probably ever been in history. In other words, at some point, you have to sober up here. But you until do. we do, um, you know, the central banks around the world are happy to be on this debt-fueled, money-printing binge. And whenever things start to look like uh, you know the effects of a hangover. It's let's get back to money printing, and this comes. But this comes to the idea of the fact that Jerome Powell said <laughs> something to the effect about getting back to normal. Um, that really made me laugh because what the heck is normal? what normal are you talking about? Ben Bernanke's normal because he never got back to normal. Interest rates never got back up to six, seven percent. I remember Powell was trying to normalize, raised interest rates, what, a, a percentage and a half over the course of a year, had mm -hmm. to reverse that. Balance sheet has gone gone ballistic since then. Subscribers to the to our newsletter would have seen the Bank of Canada's balance sheet to see how ballistic their sheet their balance sheet has gone. So let let's stay on this for a little bit longer, this idea of when can we return to normal and what you should be doing about it uh, in the interim. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back, The Real Money Show, guildhallwealth.com. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver Darren, in the last segment, we were just talking about the fact that Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, wants to get back to normal at some point. But that's all been thrown out the window because what's most important now is counterfeiting as much money as humanly possible and bailing out the stock market. I mean, the stock market was going down like crazy back in March, and then all of a sudden they passed the relief bill, right? And magically, the stock market started going up again. So completely detached from the real world, now the balance sheet is just, I mean, we thought it was bad at, at four or five trillion. <laughs> now it's getting up to like seven trillion plus. You got to wonder where the line is going to be drawn because we're in such a state of corruption in terms of the amount of money just being printed and... The, the delusion that's going on, I just wonder when it's really going to hit home, when the dollar starts to really tank, when it doesn't matter what you throw at the market, nothing is going to fix it anymore, right? You can no longer pump the patient full of drugs. And where is that going to leave the everyday individual? How does the everyday individual get out of the way of this Mack truck, bazooka, money printing craze that everyone is in? Well, he stays diversified, that's for sure. Uh, we are not, nor have we ever been, acting as planners or advisors for our client base. They are self-directed. We teach them and give them the education they need to own gold and silver and help them with that process along the way. But the understanding that I've gathered in 16 years of being part of this market is that there is a need to see things differently even though history repeats itself. And we all agree, Jeremy, that history does repeat it itself. These cycles are born out of the same problems, just tweaked for a modern uh, angle. And this time around, uh, unlike the last time in, let's say, the 1970s, 
when we had a very, very big run on gold and silver, uh, there was still some notion that printing too much money was unacceptable. And in comparison to those older times, I mean, I talk to my dad about it all the time. Paul talks to us about it all the time. The mentality, Jeremy, back then was a very simple one. It was understanding that you didn't spend money you didn't have or couldn't afford to spend. And we've gotten so far away from that. And the whole idea of what you're talking about here, which is that the Fed is in it to win it, uh, really resonates with me when you delve into the concept is where is that line in the sand? And your point is perfectly taken. And people right now should realize that because we don't know where that line is being drawn in the sand, gold and silver is not just for profit. It is also for protection. It is also as an insurance policy. It's diversification. It makes sense. Under these uncertain global times, if the world does sink into a global recession, which is more than likely, it's 80 to 90 percent likely it's going to happen, it's so likely, you are going to see the one percenters and the wealthy acquire more hard assets. It is exactly what is going to happen, and you might as well be part of them. Jeremy, you've said on many occasions, be your own central bank. This is the opportunity for people to do that, especially when confidence is being lost day by day. Speaking of that, Darren, you know, central banks have not been, um, they, they have been buying gold through the last several months. In mm-hmm. fact, demand for physical bullion over the last couple months has been immense that we continue to struggle to get uh, large orders from wholesalers because they're waiting on mints uh, to, 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 to bring product forward. And it seems like um, you know, to me, it seems like the, the financial industry banks have decided that they actually need physical metal. And that comes uh, that derives from the fact that in March, uh, when the when the price went down and everyone decided to take delivery, all investors realized that the comics was a sham and that there wasn't any real physical there. And it was just a futures market on the thinnest veneer of physical of physical product. So at Guildhall, we have a motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And so everything with us is physical, physical precious metals. You can hold it in your hand, whether that's buying it direct from us, storing it in a, in a vault for uh, security and for insurance and liquidity, or maybe it's even putting it into a registered account like an RSP or a TFSA. Uh, we are bringing product in. Um, I just heard from Paul, actually, Darren, that he's going to be bringing in some Pamp Swiss product, the uh, Fortunas, and they're actually going to be a little bit uh, cheaper than Royal Canadian Mint product right now. So that's great, and that's an LBMA-approved product. Overall, though, Darren, I mean, we talked about maybe a couple years ago about this great experiment that was going on with low interest rates and the Fed not really lowering its balance sheet. And this just throwing caution to the wind and the cover, using the, using the pandemic as cover to just throw incredible amounts of money out there, right? That they've created out of nowhere. In other words, they've counterfeited that. Could it, is, is an even bigger experiment. We have zero idea of where this is going to end up in terms of are they going to make their way out of it? No, there's no wiggle room out of this. The wiggle room at the end of the day is the U.S. dollar, the Canadian dollar, the Japanese yen, the euro. They fail. Correct? Well, they do. And not only do they fail, they fail in such a glorious manner that we're left holding the uncertainty without any asset to back it. And so when you talk about the idea, which has been more prevalent as of late, 
Uh, Maxime Bernier, whether you agree or disagree with his politics or not, I'm not I'm not standing behind him or or uh, uh, do I support him necessarily. But he talked recently about the idea of a gold standard. And if you reflect long enough, there's no reason in the world why gold backed transactions would slow down the economy. Um, everything is in place for it to work. It's just the willingness of our central bankers to to put a hold on their their spending habits and jeremy quite frankly between you and i uh we used to have somebody on the show that that's very well known in the circle of finance here in canada that was uh, at one point hosting our show and he used to say let him fail that was his thing let him burn let him fail and i agree that at the other side of that is reformation of the way it really should be which is the support of the middle class the largest taxpaying base, and right now we don't have that. Everything is pushing towards that divide. And like we used to say, Jeremy, 2008-9, we thought that was the largest transfer of wealth in history. We're living yet again in one lifetime. We're lucky to experience one bull market. We're living this whole cycle over again in a very huge way, and having gold and silver makes perfect sense during this journey, for sure. Let's talk about when we get back about you know, what's going on, how to protect against these incredible bubbles that are going to burst, this this failed experiment that is going to take place, how to protect yourself, what that opportunity could look like as well. You are listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Guildhallwealth.com is the website, the phone number 18778Silver. And uh, Darren, we've been talking about this incredible, I mean, if we thought uh, the bubble was big in 2008 and quantitative easing, which drove precious metals to all time highs back then then this has got to be pretty exciting for precious metals owners. Um, Obviously, the first thing is to get out of harm's way. And I think right now, just to sum up what we've been discussing so far in the show, is this idea that the Fed has gone all in on QE. Most other central banks are doing the exact same. We, We have reached a complete hallucination in the market, and the market distortions are incredible. Just take a look at Hertz, for instance. Um, you know, the, it's, a, it's a bankrupt company <laughs> that people are making tons of money on, and the company is thinking about issuing more stock that these people are just going to lose because the company's bankrupt. I mean, it's a complete, we talked about fear and loathing in Las Vegas, Hunter S. Thompson, and just the hallucinations that are going on are just incredible. And it seems the only way to get away from all of this is to get out of debt as much as you possibly can and hold on to an asset that is, has, has no counterparty risk and is nobody's liability. What do you think? Well, I agree. Uh, if you want to act like the uh, one to 10 percenters are doing, you own assets. It's that simple. Uh, the rest own debt. Jeremy, and that's exactly what we're seeing play out right before our eyes, because nobody wanted to set aside their pride and say, I'm not going to buy the big house, I'm not going to own the big screen TV, I'm not going to drive the two cars and maybe a third uh, recreational vehicle, have a cottage, uh, a a place to go to a holiday home and take my two vacations per year. Nobody wants to live like that. Because Darren, you've brought this up a lot on the show, which is the amount of of debt that most Canadians or households are in. 
right? The debt to GDP of these households, um, you know, that it's extraordinarily high. And this is not a time to be fueling more debt and, you know, hopefully paying for it down the road. You can't well, do that you, anymore. No, you can't. And, and to that end, Jeremy, it's important that we always congratulate the people who have moving beyond that, the thinking phase, we call it, and, and stepped over and into the owning phase, which is to say that those who have bought gold and silver more recently, congratulations to them. Because if you've been listening here at home, you may or may not have heard, but the federal opposition parties, to their credit, they, they nixed Mr. Trudeau's plan to extend the CERB payments. Uh, but believe me, this largesse that we're experiencing is not over. And in preparation, what analysts are saying, and I read this article again, so I'm paraphrasing, but basically the ones that I trust that I would give my money to, a lot of them are saying, look, this is a time for those that have prepared to be stuffing their RSPs and TFSAs, realizing tax advantage capital gains, setting up spousal loans, you know, doing all kinds of very smart planning, and they need experts on their side to do that. We plug in as a gold and silver expert. So, I mean, one aspect of that is that we can put gold and silver into RSPs and TFSAs and realize the advantage of both having a, something that's going to uh, grow, protect, and has a good proven track record that makes sense for a person's portfolio. So I do believe, Jeremy, that this is going to get much worse. And I do believe that there's going to be an end somewhere in sight, that we are not far off from seeing this mentality change. Maybe that comes as soon as the fall elections in the U.S. We don't know. But again, the extent to which Canadians are going to be in real trouble is basically going to be in the stats as we watch them go forward. And you're right, as you were saying earlier, the debt is going to be so extreme in Canada in the next few years that it's historically the highest it'll have ever been. And nobody has a roadmap for that. We've never been here before, and I'm not excited to go through this. So I do definitely want to have and hold on to my hard assets, gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. And, you know, Darren, this is an inflationary event that's going to be happening. I mean, they've, they've lit the fuse for that. It is going to happen. The value of our dollar is going to perpetually fall as it has been in, in a very easy manner that if you didn't really pay attention to it over the course of one, two, three years, you noticed it over a course of five to 10 years, you looked back and you said, whoa, I've, I've lost purchasing power on my dollar. But at this point, I feel like there's gonna be a roller coaster fall off and we're gonna see the purchasing power of our dollars, fiat currencies around the world, just start to go into free fall. And I think the only way to protect that is going to be um, hard assets, right? real estate owned outright perhaps um but assets nonetheless so that includes natural fancy colored diamonds rare natural fancy colored diamonds but of course gold and silver and you can see that we're at the beginning of this because you're seeing so many people getting involved in the market not just people in general but institutions getting involved etfs growing the demand for the metal is so so strong right now that there's actually a lack of physical product out there to to satisfy the demand which is why the the premiums are so high on the metal but i do find people are worried still about the premiums and i think we should get into that in the next segment because uh, i don't know about you darren but i'm seeing some people who are still you know 
uh, trying to be savvy about the, the acquiring their physical precious metals. And I don't know if today is the time to be looking for you know, a savings of 20 cents on, on silver. So let's get into that in the next segment. You are listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, the website guildhallwealth.com, and the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back with The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the website guildhallwealth.com. Darren, we were just talking about this idea that the premiums are really high in precious metals right now, which is an indicator of the fact that there's a lack of physical product availability in the market, that there's a false signal in the market with lower prices, the fact that the futures market is showing silver, for example, under $18. But if you can't buy it for really less than $20 US, then there's a problem with that that price that you're seeing on the screen. In our minds, we look at it as to say it is a false signal to the market that there's actually a lot of product out there. And so I think it sends a signal to buyers that everything is sort of normal. But everything we've just been discussing today on the show says we are far, far from normal. So what would you say to someone who is thinking maybe the prices will get better, maybe the exchange rate will get better, Maybe I'll just sit and, and, and think about this a little bit further before wading into the waters of actual physical precious metal ownership. I try not to be biased, Jeremy. I think that I am on their side. I want them to, to, to be able to acquire product as cheaply as possible, with the best exchange rate as possible. And I hope premiums do come down for their sake. Looking at it from just the perspective of being part of the industry and knowing as much as we do about logistics, about the creation of product, about mining, about which companies are handling the product, how mints work. There is not a lot of evidence to suggest we're going back to normal anytime soon. And, you know, that is, that is very, very concerning for me. Uh, somebody who's been in this industry for a very long time for our firm that has been helping clients since 2002 uh, considering we've only really ever seen one other instance where premiums have jumped so high, which was back in 08. And that lasted, Jeremy, honestly, that lasted for maybe the better part of a month, month and a bit. And we were back to somewhat normal premiums. The problem is that people are waking up to the reality that what's happening in the paper side of things is far more accurate of a picture. And as a result, when people are starting to wake up and call for delivery like they are right now in the gold market, you're seeing all kinds of change, all kinds of upheaval. And that result ultimately has to result in higher paper prices, which is what the trend is. It's in place. It's not anything that I can say is set in stone because, of course, with investing comes risk. We don't know the day-to-day -day is going to be uh, better or worse or neutral. But the reality is that the data points toward much, much higher prices because once that mainstream mentality opens up to the notion that this hard asset is something that can protect them, they all want some. And here you are as a listener to this show and our clients that listen to this show and tune in and the people listening around the world by a podcast, they're among the first to really get a sense of what this is. And the blueprint has been laid. 2002 to 2011, we saw what silver and gold are capable of. There is going to be a reckoning of sorts, as you have mentioned all along. And that confidence that's 
you know, the confidence being lost around the world by so many different places all at once is going to is going to bear fruit in the in in our markets because people are going to gain confidence in hard assets and uh, they're going to want to own gold and silver. Where are they going to get it from, Jeremy? If it's not being produced, they're going to be forced to pay much higher prices. And if it's nothing, if there's nothing that we've learned, it's that we can honestly say one thing is true: if the price of gold were to go to twenty five hundred, three thousand an ounce, there is going to be a need for Guildhall to hire twenty people. Because way more people buy at higher prices. Here are people that are listening today at these wonderful, still very affordable prices. And I hope that they are taking this advice seriously and that they're doing their due diligence to understand why this is such a huge crisis. They need to own gold and silver. Well, I do think that ultimately this is about wealth protection, that um – you know, the, the fact is our purchasing power is going to be in very quick decline. And how do you protect against that? Well, you want to be in an asset that's negatively correlated to that currency. And so that's why we're, we're, we're such advocates of physical precious metals. Um, I think it's funny sometimes when I hear people saying that the price of gold is high. Um, you know, it's like saying someone thought a house in Toronto was expensive when it was $500,000 and now it's you know, 1.1. Um, relative to what? It, well, exactly. Relative. And if you start to look at the, the balance sheets of central banks around the globe, you would say, well, it feels expensive now, but just hold on to your hats. Wait another few years if you think this is expensive. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, Jeremy, before um, we go to break, make it clear to our listeners the price of gold is high in numeric terms. It is very close to its all-time high in U.S. dollars. It's breached all major currencies in its all-time high as of this year. But make no mistake about understanding why this is important and not a reason to be shying away from the price. The price of gold is at $1,730 on paper with only 2 or so percent of the investing public touching it or having exposure to it. What happens when 6%, a meager 6%, 7%, not even 10% of the mainstream public want to own physical gold? Look out. The prices are going to be so astronomically high, and the wait times and the lines for getting product from people you can't trust or you don't know, this is why you partner with firms like Guild Hall that understand the business, that can get you the product, and that only deal in physical gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamonds. And those that have been involved in, in precious metals over the last decade and a half have done incredibly well. I mean, gold has averaged over 10% a year. Silver has also averaged over 10% a year in the last 15 years. Um, there's been more volatility in silvers and therefore some more opportunity. But the fact is, is they've already continued to do their job um, with the last bubble that was being created and the last lowering of interest rates and last massive amounts of printing, which we thought were massive back then. Wow, did we get it wrong? I mean, look at today's balance sheets and it looks like that was just a molehill and now you've got the Mount Everest of money printing going on. So I don't see how this could not be really, really good for the precious metals market, but ultimately it's just about protecting your wealth because you know, you don't want to be in a Zimbabwe situation with, with your cash, right? Okay, you didn't invest it. You thought you were being smart about it. But turns out 
the value of it is just disappearing rapidly. And so that's our biggest concern right now. And that's why we think it's important to have physical bullion in your portfolio. The number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. You are listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The website guildhallwealth.com and the phone number is one eight seven seven eight silver And we just want to remind all our listeners that Guildhall deals in only physical precious metals. Whether you want to buy that direct, you can do so by contacting us using the phone number or through the website. You can also visit our e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com and see the various um, global brands that we offer. Uh, this, these are products that are going to be very easy to liquidate should you decide down the road that you want to sell. And then we also offer storage, whether it's uh, allocated storage um, if you're looking to store gold or silver, it's done on a segregated and allocated basis, meaning you get an inventory report with your name and the listing of the bar numbers from the vault. And then as well, we also offer registered accounts. So clients can hold physical precious metals in RSPs, TFSAs, Liras, Lifts, RIPs, even RESPs. And again, it's physical precious metals. You are acquiring your own precious metals. It's being stored in your own sub-account at the vault, and you even have access to that vault to personally audit your holdings. Now, I want to bring in President Paul Wiseman so that we can discuss another asset that we feel is going to be very important going forward is natural fancy colored diamonds. Now, Paul, we've been discussing, as you know, the fact that the Fed has gone all in on QE We've seen this play before, but we just haven't seen it to this extent. They have literally gone nuclear. They're printing and, and, and just counterfeiting so much money. And it's not just them. It's central banks around the globe. Now we're seeing a massive move towards physical precious metals. We can see that in the lack of supply. What do you think the effect that all of this is going to have on natural fancy colored diamonds? Well, I think the prices of natural fancy colored diamonds are going to go through the roof. Uh, people are going to be getting away from paper assets, fiat currencies, stocks, bonds. Uh, anything that's paper um, is, you know, is going to be affected. I mean, I'm reading this morning some very, very high-powered investors. They think the stock market, the Dow, could drop as much as 50%. There's exuberance in the market. Um, you know, they're calling it the millennials buying, but they're buying up uh, companies that are literally bankrupt, that the stock is worth a dollar, but they're pushing it up. It's like a pump and dump almost. That They're pushing it up two, three dollars. They're getting out. Last one in is the first one to get hurt in this type of transaction. Um, it's not for everybody. It's going to be a lesson learned. I mean, the only way you really learn in any type of business is if you take a beating. Uh, and you try not to do the same mistakes again. So we feel the best assets are going to be gold, silver, which has been real money for 5,000 years. Now, I love natural fancy colored diamonds. I talk about it a lot. I invest in them. Um, I'm excited when I talk about natural fancy colored diamonds because of the rarity. They are so hard to find. They hold their value. They increase in value. 
And when you've got a mine that produces 90% of the world's pinks, and that is closing, which is only one-tenth of one percent of their total production, so it tells you how small that is, is closing by the end of the year, there is going to be no product available that meets the color of an argyle pink. There's other pinks that are, you know, come from all over the world in parts of Africa and parts of India, um, but they don't have the same hue, they don't have the strong color, the full saturation. And when these cut diamonds are cut and polished, the scintillation, the fire that comes off of these diamonds are incredible. Um, we have a diamond right now uh, that I love to death. Um, I have a tender diamond, which is a deep, deep pink, which is a P2 uh, that I bought myself, you know, three three years ago from the tender. We were lucky enough to win it. So I just want to let the audience know what that means, P2. And what that means is there's color grades, fancy, intense, and vivid. So vivid would be the strongest color. Intense would be one level down from that. And then a fancy, think of like a strong watercolor, if you will. Well, what Argyle's done is they've created a scale so that, let's say on an intense, you can know, well, is that intense closer to a vivid or is it closer to a fancy? You wouldn't really know unless you were really looking at the diamonds. But what they've done is the closer to one that you get, the strongest of that color grade it is. So a P1, P2, those are the strongest colors within that range. Even P3, you know, extremely hard yeah. to find. But we have a diamond right now, and it's a 0.28. It's an argyle. It's a fancy deep pink, and it's VVS1, which means it's virtually flawless. It's an incredible stone. It's an emerald cut. You're looking at an investment of $56,000 US, but this is the type of diamond that has, over the last 10 years, has gone up about 350%. So this diamond for 56000 can easily be, within the next 10 years, almost $200,000. So, and in that sense, if you're looking for a way to hedge against inflation or looking for a place to put your money away where you don't have to watch the stock market every day and worry about, is this the day it's going up or is this the day it's going down? You really don't have to worry about it. This is like for people who like their GICs, they're happy to put something away for 10 years. Let's talk more about these diamonds when we get back. You are listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back with The Real Money Show. The phone number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. We've been talking natural fancy colored diamonds here with President Paul Wiseman. And Paul, just before the break, you were talking about a virtually flawless diamond but you had mentioned a tender diamond. Yeah, let, well, let me just try to explain. The diamond that I just spoke about is a 0.28. It's a fancy deep pink. It's a VVS1. And we're selling it for $56,000 US. Is that and the pear cut? Uh, no, it's an emerald cut. Okay. It's an absolute steal at the price. Because let me tell you why. We have a 0.55 deep pink VVS1 which was the tender stone from three years ago. We're selling that stone for $500,000 US, almost 10 times the price of this 0.28. It's worth it too. So the rarity of this 0.55 deep pink tender stone 
there's only 50 stones a year that 55 60 maybe max go into a tender at argyle they've been going for about 32 33 years that tells you there's about 1800 stones that in the world that come from a tender that's how rare it is it's like a picasso it's like a rembrandt it's a one of a kind mm -hmm. we're selling that for a half a million dollars but you can get into a 0.28 the same deep pink it's a 0.28 and the reason once you get over a half a carat in an argyle the prices just go through the roof for a one carat this would be a million and a half dollars if it was one carat but it's 0.55 it's a deep pink it's a tender diamond and we have it on for 500,000 US um, we have a 0.72 vivid uh, argyle it's not a tender stone but that's seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars US so you can see how these stones go up in value on the quality that they are, especially on vivids and deep pinks. Now, yeah, and, and I think it's interesting to note about the, the natural fancy color diamond market is that it's a market without leverage. When you talk about something that's $700,000, that's owned outright. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You know, the you whole market buy, is, is unleveraged. You so there's no volatility because there's no debt recalling. But you can't buy a diamond uh, with a down payment of 5 or 10% or 20% and hope right. it goes up. You. You know, when you make an agreement uh, with a dealer or whoever it is, you buy it and, you know, maximum 90 days, uh, they want their money mm -hmm. or they want that stone back because that stone's already appreciated in that 90-day period. These stones are so hard to get. And you've got to realize with the virus that we've had, the stones that are cut, especially the Argyles out of Australia, you know, they have to be shipped. There's no airlines. There's nothing being flown out. Israel, where they've got the best cutters in the world, Antwerp, the best cutters in the world, nothing is coming. When you have exceptional diamonds, they don't just put it in an envelope and send it out. They normally come over by courier. Mm -hmm. They're picked up at the airport, they're put on a plane, and they get out the other end, there's somebody waiting for them. Right. And then it goes to whichever dealer it is, and it goes straight in the safe. I mean, that's how these diamonds work. But this is a type of investment that is only going to creep up in price, the, when the Argyle mine closes, this is going to skyrocket. You know, we saw things like Bitcoin go from zero to twenty thousand dollars or whatever. This is, but but diamonds are going to stay there and. But go it higher. seems with it seems with Bitcoin that um, and Darren, jump in if you if you uh, if you agree or disagree. But when as soon as they launched the futures market for Bitcoin, it kind of stopped any regaining has it gone darren do you know if it's gone past ten thousand dollars since when ten thousand the other day and came back right so but it seems pretty much kind of stuck in a place like yeah, how come you, how come it hasn't gone crazy but we're talking I mean, vaporware we don't know whether it exists when you buy a natural fancy colored diamond you can hold in the palm of your hand literally millions and millions of dollars a, a champagne and you don't glass, need an access code quarter field is like millions of dollars i mean it, it, it's the prices the value the smartest people in the world whether for years have been buying natural fancy color diamonds um the bigger the diamond you see now in auctions diamonds going for 40 50 60 million dollars these have been passed down from generation but they didn't cost $60 million or $50 million. You know, back then, maybe they were five, $600,000, a lot of money. Inflation adjusted. Yeah, but they're going for crazy prices. And people 
will be looking for hard assets, portable wealth. They're going to be terrified. Once the stock market, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen. Will it happen? It's inevitable that something that goes straight up in the air has to come down. Whether it's a stone you throw in the air, a bullet or a rocket ship, eventually it has to come down and you, the reality is going to set in. People that have been using their homes as ATM machines, eventually, you know, if we get hit up with real estate, we're, you know, if people don't pay their mortgages, don't pay their rents, the banks are not charitable, the mortgage companies are not charities, eventually they're going to say, we want your house, give me the keys, and there's going to be a flood of real estate on the market. When a flood of real estate on the market happens, the prices won't go up, they will come down. It's happening in New York right now. People, you know, if they're working at home, you know, they don't need to pay three, four, five thousand dollars a month for a small studio apartment in New York. Right. Uh, you know, or a three bedroom apartment. It goes like crazy. There is more listings now for apartments in New York than ever before. And, and same thing in happen. businesses. Businesses are saying, well, if people are going to work from home, then we can have smaller properties so they, they don't. Uh, lease out as my, as many spaces, but you know, like at the end of the day, one of the reasons why we're looking at at natural fancy colored diamonds, hard assets, physical gold and silver, is because you're looking for something that has discipline. Where where central banks and governments seem to lack that discipline. If if there was a gold standard and these central banks hands were tied, you wouldn't see all of these incredible distortions that you're seeing in the markets right now. There it they're not. These markets are not being allowed to heal, which is only going to make the inevitable worse. So you have to do something about that. You've got to own hard assets to be out of the way, and you want something that is counter to the currencies, the fiat currencies of Canadian dollar, U.S. dollar, whichever currency you, you're working Yeah, but in. when Powell this week said that he's not putting up interest rates till 2022. It's a joke. Where are you going to get interest? Where are you going to get any type of interest? Yeah. You'll get more money taking empty bottles back to the beer store than you can get by putting money into whatever. And how do you account? keep investing in a stock market that, you know, maybe it's just had its bounce, right? If you look at 1929, it looks very similar. It had a big bounce and then it really drop down well I, I'm looking I was looking at some stocks this stocks this week especially some banking stocks and they were paying a dividend of seven and a half percent of very well-known banking uh, corporation in the States but the stock has dropped you know in two days five dollars from thirty three dollars to twenty eight dollars that's more than the seven and a half percent you get in dividend right so it and and you know for the cost to store precious metals at just over one percent given that both precious metals uh, are up on the year gold's up double digits i think it makes sense so if you're if for those listening if you're looking at a way to hold physical precious metals and get out of the way of inflation and protect your wealth, consider a natural fancy colored diamond as well. Contact us at guildhallwealth.com. The phone number one eight seven seven eight silver Gentlemen, Darren, Paul, I want to thank you for joining us today on The Real Money Show. We look forward to doing it again next week. And you have been listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.